this episode was intended to be a participatory live stream, but we had some technical issues on YouTube side with that for some odd reason. So let me play you this audio. I think it's a great introduction and rundown from Maria Bartiromo on what took place with the, with the sky balloon. Please note, folks, please note that two very, very interesting things took place while we were distracted with this sky balloon. Now, I say distracted lightly because this is a huge story, the sky balloon. Don't get me wrong. But there's a few things that happened that just kind of snuck under the radar. And I'm going to bring it to your attention. But first, this great introduction of and a rundown by Maria Bartiromo of where we're at right now with the sky balloon and how they're trying to, uh, well, let me just play this, folks, and then I'll get into how they're trying to muddy President Trump with Biden's sins. And this balloon. And we begin this Sunday morning with America's sovereignty breached by communist China. This upcoming week, the White House will brief the so-called Gang of Eight, the eight select lawmakers from the House and Senate on the breach of sovereignty by communist China's stratospheric balloon. A large white balloon able to fit three massive buses in it entered the United States airspace on January 28th. Detected and tracked by U.S. intelligence officials, it still was able to travel from Alaska to Montana and hover above America's most important military installations all the way to South Carolina until the Pentagon shot it down on Saturday after more than a week traveling throughout the country. Now questions are swirling on the damage already done. What did the balloon capture? Was it sending data back live as it traveled back to communist China? Did it drop and disperse surveillance products powered by solar energy to allow unlimited surveillance? And why did it take U.S. officials so long to shoot it down? Those are the questions we want to know, and I can answer you with very, very strong conviction that China has control over the puppet in the Oval Office of our military, Mark Milley, and this was allowed. They looked the other way, and everything that Maria Bartiromo broke down, that they were spying, that they were transmitting real information, perhaps even planting other things with this sky balloon to be able to do further surveillance, spying, recognizance, whatever you want to uh, call it, recon, excuse me. They're doing all of that stuff. How is it that Mark Milley and Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. aren't be, being held up on charges of treason, absolute treason of the highest order? Absolutely amazing. Now, of course... The spin is that the Biden administration was taking a measured, safe way of dealing with the problem. This is Buttigieg, the transportation secretary, also doing the Sunday shows yesterday, CNN. So the, the, this suspected Chinese spy balloon. Suspected Chinese spy balloon entered U.S. airspace eight days ago, two Saturdays ago in Alaska, 
Once it became clear that this was not an accident, why did the U.S. not shoot it down then? Well, again, the president gave instructions to have it uh, handled, to have it shot down in a way that was safe. Oh, yeah. And I, I reported this before. Yeah, yeah. He wanted it shot down as of last Wednesday, still days after it was discovered. But they wanted to make sure a place that was safe, like, you know, because Montana is so highly populated with people that it's unsafe to shoot it down in an unpopulated place as a potentially dangerous Chinese balloon floats over more populous areas. Now, that sounds about right, given the IQ of the people currently running the show. But more importantly, given the allegiance to China of the, uh, of the married people currently in the Biden regime. Uh, as you may have seen, there's reporting now that the debris field that was created by this balloon when it was shot down was about seven miles long. And so any time... Seven miles long. I assure you, there are several places in the northwest or in the north of the country, Montana, where they could have shot this thing down and there weren't a lot of people, if any, within a seven-mile radius. Hell, there's places in California which is highly populated that are sparsely populated within a seven-mile radius. Think you know, Death Valley and other places, even out in the mountains. Oh, no, no, we have to shoot it down where people could watch it and we're watching it, witnessing it in South Carolina. By the way, uh, when he was asked later, people to judge was asked, the presumption has got to be that the Chinese were able to gather intelligence over in the United States for day after day, especially over these sensitive sites. And then Buttigieg just uh, says, well, this is well outside of my lane. Everything's outside of his lane. Pete Buttigieg is sorely, sorely unable to do the job of transportation secretary. But of course, they have to put him in that position because of identity politics, woke politics, and possibly having him, they were trying to tee him up possibly for a, another more successful presidential run, or at least primary run. Meanwhile, oh, Sensitive sites, we'll get to that in a second. Meanwhile, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is extolling the virtues of a an American win with the downing of this Chinese spy balloon. This is from the, uh, the Department of Defense. At the direction of President Biden, U.S. fighter aircraft assigned to U.S. Northern Command successfully brought down the high-altitude surveillance balloon launched by and belonging to the People's Republic of China over the wa water off the coast of South Carolina in U.S. airspace. The balloon, which was being used by the PRC in an attempt to surveil strategic sites in the continental United States, was da brought down above U.S. territorial waters. Now, I will probably have a follow-up report to, the, to what I'm about to tell you right now. I'm reading reports that we are not, even though this was shot down over U.S. territorial waters, there's reports that we will not be able to get there to gather this information, these debris, before perhaps China can beat us to it in U.S. territorial waters. I will have a follow-up on that in our afternoon episode. Amazing. So we have here the, 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 the U.S. government saying that it was an attempt to surveil strategic sites by the PRC. This is being admitted by Lloyd Austin 
our defense secretary. Maybe they were trying to survey the uh, different ways and the different fashion trends that uh, men in the military, the different dresses that men in the military can wear. Sorry, that was an attempt at humor. It's Monday morning. I'm just getting started, folks. But not necessarily in a... I'm not in a a very... At this moment in the day, I'm not in a very... I'm not in the mood to be treating this stuff lightly. All right, folks. Here's a list of the U.S. military bases in the path of the China spy balloon that Austin taking a victory like, well, we successfully shot it down even though it successfully went over the following. Try to do this all in one breath. Malmstrom Air Force Base in Montana... Ellsworth Air Force Base in South Dakota, uh, Joe Foss Field in South Dakota, Sioux City, uh, Iowa, and I'm going to mispronounce some of these folks, Offutt Air uh, Force Base in Nebraska, Camp Ashland in Nebraska, Lincoln in Nebraska, Whiteman Air Force Base in Missouri, Fort Leonard and Fort Leonard Wood in Missouri, St. Louis Army Human Resources in St. Louis, Missouri, Scott Air Force Base in Illinois, Fort uh, Campbell in Tennessee, Nashville, uh, uh, there's one in Nashville, Smyrna, Houston Barracks, McGee, Tyson, all in Tennessee, Pope Air Force Base in North Carolina, Fort Bragg in North Carolina, MCAS New River in North Carolina, Camp Lejeune in North Carolina. Big hug to my Camp Lejeune folks. My uh, my nephew was stationed there, but he is now out of the military, not down with certain mandates that they uh, wanted him to participate in. So, even though it was this lifelong thing to be a Marine, and he is a Marine, because once a Marine, always a Marine, he is no longer serving as a Marine because he did not want to participate in certain uh, mandated activities. U.S. Coast Guard Station, Fort Macon. An unprecedented national security threat. But here's what the fake news spin is. The fake news spin is saying that, oh, The uh, Chinese spy balloons crossing uh, the U.S. is not the first time. It happened three times under President Trump. Stop blaming Biden. Trump let this happen. That is the, uh, this this is the report. Let me open uh, this up. Forbes. Yes, Chinese spy balloons flew over the U.S. when President Trump was in office too. Oh, how fall Forbes fell. Forbes has fallen on its face, quite, oh, I was trying to find another F word, not bad F word, but to keep an alliteration, Forbes has fallen, freely fallen, and wow, what a fall, that's right, Forbes, yes, Chinese spy balloons flew over the U.S. when President Trump was in office too, hmm, well, Fox and Friends had this to say about that, in trying to verify these fake news reports from Forbes, CNN, and other places that, oh yeah, these balloons were flying over us when Trump was in office as well. Yesterday over South Carolina. Do we know of any of these types of balloons going over American airspace before? Uh, Not that we know of. I mean, Trump administration officials, at least civilian leadership, have said, and I've spoken to a number of former national security officials, they tell me they never were briefed on something like this. So if it happened, maybe the military knew about it but didn't brief the White House or any of these top officials, which... Because there are accusations this morning. Thank you for that question, Rachel. There are media reports floating out there 
that this happened under the Trump administration. But when you talk to Trump or high level officials, Mark Esper, others, they say, we never heard of a balloon during our administration. And if it did happen, we weren't told. So this this is the, the interesting point. So we have, you know, John Bolton, Rick Grinnell, uh, former uh, Defense Secretary Mark Esper. They said this never had had this happen. Of course, Fox playing devil's advocate is going, okay, if it happened, the top folks in the Trump administration weren't told about it. Absolutely. I mean, I spoke with Ambassador John Bolton yesterday, who was a national security advisor at the White House. I spoke with uh, Ambassador Robert O'Brien, who also said he was never briefed, as well as Rick Grinnell, who served as acting Mm -hmm. director of national intelligence. And they said, you know, we were never briefed on something like this. So if it happened, no one told them. That's another story. That's another problem. We're looking Mm -hmm. for answers on that. And someone's leaking the fact that they're accusing that it happened under Trump to make it look like this is no big deal. Yeah, it's it's all a spin job. It's all a spinning job. Now, one of the key things that you heard there was that maybe it happened and Trump's people just didn't know about it. Well, I want you to listen to this. This was Representative uh, Mike Waltz on Stuart Varney this morning, Fox Business. This is this is the latest coming out uh, on this. Balloons floating around on the Trump. Yeah, I do think this is spin on the Biden White House's uh, part to say, well, it happened back then. They didn't shoot it down and and therefore to justify their dithering in in action here. My office has been briefed by the Office of Secretary of Defense and the current Pentagon that it happened over Florida, it happened over Texas, uh, and that it's happened before. We have more detailed questions. Okay, folks, so this is new as of this morning. Representative Mike Waltz is saying that he has been briefed by the Secretary of Defense and the current Pentagon and that it did happen in Florida and over Texas and it has happened before. So this is a lie coming out of the Secretary of Defense and this is from a briefing from a a, a sitting member of Congress. But what's unclear, Stu, and this is the key point, is did the Pentagon under the Trump administration brief the Trump White House and give them the option to take action or did they decide not to brief them for whatever reason? And there's some speculation. I've talked to Trump White House officials over the weekend that the Pentagon deliberately did it because they thought Trump would be too provocative and too aggressive. Okay, so was it General Mattis who knew but didn't tell Trump because he didn't he didn't want to he undermined Trump because he thought Trump was too aggressive? Uh, so that's what we need to get to the bottom of. And one person I'm waiting to hear from that we haven't heard from in that whole list is former Secretary of Defense uh, and General Mattis, uh, who was the secretary during this time period. What did he know and what did he decide to pass on and brief to the president? At some point, the balloon will disappear from our headlines, but I don't think it's happening yet. <laughs> it is- yeah, it will uh, disappear from our headlines. Now, before I get into these two things that we kind of flew on the radar, pun intended, actually not pun intended, but flew on the radar while this balloon thing was happening. I'll get to in a second, but I want to wrap this up. This is being refuted uh, by John Ratcliffe, who was the former DNI. 
American adversaries who also, you know, paralyzed. Uh, and they were not disclosed. Can you please tell us the truth and if that's true? Well, it's not true. I can I can refute it. Um, uh, former Secretary of Defense uh, Mark Esper refuted it yesterday. Sec former Secretary of State and CIA Director Mike Pompeo has refuted it. But Maria, the American people can refute it for themselves. Now, this is where DNI Ratcliffe, I'm, I, I really like Ratcliffe, uh, makes a great point. Okay, so we have the current, we have the current Defense Department saying, yep, this happened under Trump. We have everyone in Trump, except for Mattis so far as, at the, as of my reporting this early Monday morning. Oh, not too early Monday morning for those of you on the, uh, on the East Coast. We have... Them saying no, this uh, th this didn't happen except for Mattis, and then John Ratcliffe makes this awesome point that kind of supports the idea that this is fake news and lies and propaganda coming out of the current Defense Department trying to put the sins of Biden on Trump. Um. Uh. Do you remember during the Trump administration when uh, photographers on the ground and commercial airline pilots were talking about a uh, spy balloon over the United States uh, that people could look up and see even with the, with the naked eye and that a media that hated Donald Trump wasn't reporting? I don't remember that either because it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. If this had happened during Trump, we would have heard about it. Like Now, remember, they didn't tell us about this. The Biden administration. We found out because you could see with your naked eye. People were recording it. Where people could see it. People were asking about it. And commercial airline pilots were reporting it. So if this would have happened over Texas and Florida and three other times, people would have seen it, wouldn't have reported it, and it would have come to the to the public's attention. Remember, this didn't come to the public's attention because they said, hey, we got this spy balloon. It's because like everything else, like the document scandal, what have you, it was brought to their attention that we know about it, brought to the attention of the Biden uh, regime that we knew uh, know about it, and so therefore they had to address it. Of course, China is condemning uh, the U.S. attack on its surveillance balloon as overreaction. They've had several people making that claim. Okay, so what took place? What took place while all this was happening? Well, first of all, the Biden regime freed one of the 9-11 terrorist planners from Gitmo. Okay, now I'm not going to comment here uh, on 9-11 and the collusion between the people that are the fall guys for this and the real people who did it. But still, this is what happened while we were all looking up in the sky or on our five, six, seven-inch screens or 70-inch screens watching the news of the, of, the, of the spy balloon. As the whole country was preoccupied with the Chinese spy balloon, one of the 9-11 terrorist planners was quietly released from Guantanamo Bay in Cuba by the Biden regime. Mahid Khan, now 42, has been moved to Belize, his legal team announced. Quote, today, more than 16 years after he was brought to Guantanamo Bay and almost a year after he completed a military commission sentence there, pursuant to a plea and cooperation agreement with U.S. authorities, Majid Khan was transferred to Belize. He is one of the few detainees to be relocated in the Western Hemisphere and the first to be resettled under the Biden regime. Let me cut to the uh, chase, by the way, folks, before I give more details. 
uh, there are plans for a few more high-level people. Two high-ranking U.S. officials and a former high-ranking government official told NBC that at least two more detainees will be moved from Gitmo in the coming weeks. So he's been resettled to Belize. This was, this was very interesting, according to this uh, NBC report. Around a dozen countries were contacted by the administration in an effort to provide Khan a new home. And they're settling him here on our hemisphere, where he can easily go over into neighboring Central American countries and then cross illegally and back into the United States through a very porous border. If he wanted to do that, hell, it would be a lot easier from Belize than from somewhere else. I guess the easiest way to illegally come in our country is within the within a white uh, Chinese spy balloon. Just make sure that you uh, you parachute before you get over uh, the waters. Wow. A Pakistani citizen and Guantanamo-based only known uh, legal U.S. resident, Khan was granted asylum while attending high school near Baltimore in 1998. Don't you love these asylum seekers? Remember, we've brought in like 100,000 refugees from Afghanistan. Hope you can sleep well tonight, folks. He returned to Pakistan in 2002 and according to Defense Department detainee assessment, joined Al-Qaeda and became a direct subordinate uh, to Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, Al-Qaeda's senior operational planner and the principal architect of the attack on September 11th. According to documents, Khan was delivering money and transporting uh, another senior Al-Qaeda figure to carry out the deadly attack on the Marriott Hotel in Jakarta, Indonesia in 2003. So there you go, folks. All that while we were looking at the sky. Not only that, but guess what else they uh, did? They lied big time about the gains in the economy. Remember, while we're watching the sky balloon, Joe Biden was out there and others were out there talking about this great economy and this support, this surprise uh, addition of 517 jobs last month. Guess what, folks? It's a lie. The number, check this out. We actually lost 2.5 million jobs in January. And this is how they did it, folks. The not seasonally adjusted print for monthly change in non-farm payrolls was minus 2.5 million jobs. What they did is they did a $3 million, uh, every time I say million or big numbers, I want to say dollars. It's the banker in me. Forgive me, folks. Forgive me. <laughs> if you're not aware, I'm your host, James, the retired banker. The seasonal adjustment was 3 million jobs because of seasonal work or whatever. So they added their 3 million seasonal adjustment, but actually the jobs lost were 2.5 million. But because of this 3 million seasonal adjustment, it came out to a net of 517,000 supposedly jobs added last month. Wow. This is being, I'm looking at different graphs and and, uh, different analyses of this from economists. 
over at Zero Hedge, Angus Davis, uh, others are looking at this, showing that, nope, 2.5 million people lost their jobs in the post-Christmas season. But the Bureau of Labor Statistics has said 3, uh, 3 million would be would have been a normal seasonal adjustment. They added their would have been normal seasonal adjustment to the 2.5 million jobs lost. And presto, you've got 517,000. Wow. That is why the number is so screwy. So those are two things that happened while we were distracted, if you will, with the sky, the spy balloon in the sky. A major terrorist being taken out of Gitmo and the first to be resettled in the Western Hemisphere, by the way, under the Biden regime and the lie of the regime being caught. Well, you want to sleep uh, well at night, folks. Let's go back to China. A couple things uh, happened. The uh, We're finding out that there, these, I've reported on this before, these secret communist Chinese police stations in the United States where they're monitoring Chinese citizens in America. Well, one was raided uh, by the FBI and closed down. Now, here's, here's some really wacky stuff, okay? There was uh, reports that this man, Shajun Wang, was arrested almost a year ago and charged with acting as an agent of the PRC government. Criminal use of means of identification and making materially false witnesses in connection with his participation in a transnational repression scheme orchestrated by China. Okay? But that was last year. But we're finding out there was a raid late fall and there was arrests made post, we don't know the exact date, And then this guy was arrested again. Why was he detained in March of last year and then picked up again in a raid late last year? That's the real story here, folks. How how does a, a person get detained for something and then get arrested again for being a spy? And now we have this, folks. Last Tuesday... Vladimir Putin commemorated the 80th anniversary of the Soviet uh, Union victory in the Battle of Stalingrad. Okay. And as I reported uh, last week, he told the U.S. and the allies that they can't destroy uh, Russia in its invasion of Ukraine. Well, now we've got uh, some more uh, information. Now that the Germans have announced they'll be sending the Leopard 2 tanks to Ukraine... The Kremlin is calling this a move of blatant provocation. And now we have Putin saying this within the last few days. Unbelievable but true, we are once again threatened with German leopard tanks where crosses on their hull and once again seeking to battle Russia and Ukraine with the help of Hitler's followers, the Banderites. Those who expect to win a victory against Russia on the battlefield don't understand that modern day war with Russia will turn out totally different for them. We aren't sending tanks to their borders, but we have the means to fight back and they won't be limited to armor. Everyone should understand this. Is that another veiled or open threat 
of possible nuclear use. Remember, folks, one of the reasons why we beat Germany in World War II is because Germany was fighting a war on two fronts. They had Russia behind them and the Allies in front. Or they had Russia in front of them and the Allies behind them. It was a squeeze. Russia saying, yeah, Germany, we don't need tanks. You guys are thinking old warfare. We've got new things that we can come at you with. I will be back later today with more reporting. Stay tuned.